0: 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik.
1: Crucial reading for everyday change leader. Yes. Bestseller in business management. Bestseller in project management. Bestseller in corporate governance. Your impressions. My impressions. Be humble if you can, <laughs> <laughs> because it's almost impossible to be humble. Congratulations! Yes, thank you,
0: thank you. Yeah, it's it's one of those funny things where humility is one of these double-edged swords, right? Where if if you're if you're too humble then, um, well, frankly, no one knows who you are. No one's heard of you. Like you, you just, you, you just get nothing. Right.
1: Um,
0: and so it, it's the old, if you don't blow your own horn, then there is going to be no music. So you've got to blow your own horn to a degree. Uh, but otherwise you
1: will just exist in big space of nothing.
0: Th- that's exactly it. There'll just be silence. No one will know who you are. <laughs> okay. So th- so there is a, there is a bit of a, a bit of that. Um, Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's been a fun 18 months. i tell you that.
1: Did your, did your amygdala changed or neurocortex on any part of your body?
0: (laughs) Well, uh, so that's interesting, right? So, um, the, it's funny how quickly you adjust, Mm -hmm. uh, whereas it it was a really exciting few weeks you know, it was, it was jumping up the charts, all those kinds of yeah. things. And um, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, this is just normal. This is just normal now. This is the new status quo. You adjust, you learn and you go, okay, well, what's next, right? It's we humans are just amazingly quick adapters, right?
1: but do you feel, do you feel any other change? Do you feel, for example, uh, uh, more responsibility for sharing your message around the around the world or writing a new book or going going on with a specific project?
0: yeah, so so a bunch of things. um first of all, the um, the, the basically the first thing that happened was that my network grew like massively. Uh, to the point where, you know, I basically have peers and, and colleagues across the world now. Uh, entirely new friendships and and a whole bunch of areas. It's like that just wouldn't have happened otherwise. Um, but, but the second thing is writing and getting my message out, talking, uh, clarity, all of that became so much easier after the book um, to the point where... So I've written um, a couple of books and... Uh, I'm now thinking about, okay, what's my next one, right? It's no longer a, it's no longer a, oh, I want to write a book. It's okay. I've done it a couple of times. What's next, right? What's the next thing that I want to say? Uh, and and how do I make sure it's different? Uh, because it's, when you write a book, you don't want to repackage everyone else's stuff. It's got to be your own voice. It's got to be your own thoughts and assessments and and what you're seeing and some new value to add to the world. And that's a powerful lens to have, Right.
1: How would uh, you describe your authentic self?
0: That's a big question, right? That's that's a huge question. Um, but but you're spot on. Um, I'm going to share a little. I'm going to share a little bit. Uh, get be a little bit more personal. In terms of, uh, it was about five years ago. Um, I I grew up quite religious, and about five years ago there was a pivot in that in my life, Um, as well as I went through a depression for for about 18 months, two years as well. And when I came out of that, there was this renewed sense of reality, there was this renewed sense of clarity. was like, okay, what am I actually trying to do here? Like, why am I here? What are my talents? Let's be real with what I've got and what I'm working with and what I don't have. And then looking at, well, how in the world do I add value to the world? My entire career has been in the changing organization space. I've lived and breathed it my entire career, and I've had a very varied career in that it hasn't been in one specific industry or one specific type of project. It's been everything from you know restructures to IT to processes to to uh, you know new cultures yeah. to also you know completely out of the square, out of the box things, like carving away vegetation from energy lines and cataloging teddy bears, right? It's really, really broad. And so I looked at, okay, well, that's my entire, that's my career. What have I learned? And, and what is the reality here? And, and therefore, what can I offer? And I figured out that, number one, my main talent is the ability to look at conce- concepts, basically learn concepts very, very quickly and distill complex concepts down into very simple parts. That's my talent. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm average in basically every other way, but that's my talent. And so I said, okay, let's apply that. And so I started looking at the way things were done in the change industry. And I started looking at, okay, well, we've got project management. We've got this thing called change management. We've got this thing called benefits management. Now, basically, for, for the those who are not as in-depth in the industry, essentially there was lots of niche, narrow ways of looking at problems and no one was connecting the pieces and each of them were all complex and each of them were driven very much around textbooks and licenses and 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 like certifications, right? And there's a whole industry built around selling those certifications. Uh, And so I realized that an initial point of value that I can do is go, well, I can cut away most of the BS out of that. I can reconnect those dots using my talent. I can reconnect those dots and I can start to cut away the BS and drawing on my experience, go, okay, well, this is the stuff that actually matters and this is the stuff that doesn't. And so you go from literally hundred-page documents to three page documents, you know, basically faster, quicker ways to look at problems by answering, or basically asking and answering really, really simple questions. And that that's kind of that's where I started. And so you ask me around what's my authentic self? I mean, it's one of those, it's it's a journey, right? You're continually discovering this. But I'm very, very clearly coming to realize number one, it's it's someone who doesn't tolerate BS, uh, especially corporate-style BS. Uh, you know, synergy and efficiency and all of those those catchphrases. You know, and okay, well let's 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 deal with reality here. Let's not deal with just the theory. Um, but it's also someone that is able to delve into complexity, get out the other end, and go, okay, here are the three things you need to know. Let's move on, right? And it's and it's that journey, and that it's finding ways to share that and finding ways to add value to everyone else's lives through that. Uh, And that's very much been my my mission and and journey.
1: You spoke about uh, looking at concepts and making 100 documents, three three pager. In a matter of that ecosystemic epistemology, with all those feedback looks, with, with all levels that you see around yourself. Can, can you even t- try to verbalize it? How would, how would what, what do you feel? What do you see? How do you uh, feel that system that is in front of you?
0: Yes, okay. I, I'm with you, I'm with you. Okay, so, so how do I do that? Um, that's an interesting question. And it's probably not something I've thought about very much. So you're going to get some initial just gut feel answers here, which is which is awesome, right? Um, I think what I do, I have I have a fairly strong, um, I'm probably fairly lazy is probably the best way to put it, but positive laziness uh, in that I don't like the detail. Um, uh, I'm happy to delve into it, but my brain is like, no, 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 no. Like, the, we don't need to delve this deep like tell me the things that i need to know and that's what i that's basically the filter that my brain is consistently shifting through so like if i'm reading through a in you know, a 100 page document and i want to get that down to half a page right or something like that just as an example i will be reading through basically looking for the key what are the key messages what's the story right like what is actually happening here because so much of this stuff is hidden and it is just filled with formality and fluff and professionalism and all of these elements, so like if you actually strip all of that out, like why are we doing this? What, what does success look like? What exactly are we doing, right? That's reality. That's what drives this thing. And that's three questions, not a 100 pages, right? And it's about getting to that kind of lens where you go, okay, well, let's just, what is the actual core reality here? Let's just just play with that. We will, add, we will add more formality if we need to go up and get approvals and everything else. Sure. But let's get to reality and let's dwell on reality. And that's the lens. And so you then, you're able to cut out 80% initially, even just by looking at reality. And then you start to challenge, okay, well, what's the 80-20? What's that Pareto rule within that reality? And you go, okay, well, why are we doing this? Oh, there's six reasons. Okay, but which are the two that are really driving this? The the other four are um, almost superfluous, right? They're they're on the side. You go, oh, yeah, they're they're kind of happening. They're they're contextual, but there's probably only one or two reasons. And you go, okay, well, let's hone in on that. And that gets you from 80% to 90%, right? And so it's about dialing in several times. And then through the end of that process, you go, okay, well, I've now got 100 pages to half a page. And you go, this is why we're doing this. This is what success is going to look like for us. Um, and this is what we're doing and what's really, really interesting through, I mean, I've just chosen that process as an example, but what's really, really interesting is there's often bits missing. So so you start with a hundred pages and you dial it down to 90% through those two steps and you go, oh, we actually missed a ton of things because it was so messy and because it was so full of, of fluff. to to be honest, right? And so you go, oh, that's, there's so much work there. There's so much thinking there, but often it's missing key elements that are crucial for success.
1: If I understood you well, change is hard, but it doesn't have to be. How can entrepreneurs become change leaders?
0: That's that's an awesome question. I'm going to, I'm going to rephrase you a little bit, though. I think change is hard. I don't think the goal is to make it easy. I mean, we can make it easier or simpler, but I don't think we're ever going to achieve easy change. What we need to be aiming for is worthwhile change. So it's like, okay, if we're going to do this hard thing, let's make sure it pays off. Because 80, 80 to 90% of the changes that I that I see in my clients are on basically on track to not pay off right? They're on track to deliver the wrong thing. They're not achieving. So how can an entrepreneur become a change leader? Uh, that's a good question. And that's a useful question in terms that I I eat my own food, right? Uh, I, I practice what I preach um, in that you need to start with why first. Start with why and get really, really clear on why. Because Every human has this tendency and I mean I'm guilty as much as anyone else. You have this tendency to just jump to the you go oh I've got an idea and it's a solution it's it's a it's a what it's a thing. And you go okay I'm going to I'm going to create this new product I'm going to create this new service I'm going to create this new offering. Right and you go okay uh, let's step back two steps why right and spend more time almost an uncomfortable level of time on the why and dial that in, get that clear, and then don't jump to the what. After the why, you shift into okay, how will I prove to myself that that I achieved this why at the end of this? How will I prove success? And it's not proving success in terms of, oh, I delivered an offering. It's okay. Maybe the why is I want to grow revenue. Maybe the right why is I want to open a new branch of my business. I want to now start offering coaching or, or whatever the case, you know, consulting services or something like that. And you go, okay, if that's the why, what does success look like? And then you start putting some initial metrics about it. Then you go and start having a look at, okay, well, what exactly do I need to do here to make that happen? So stop yourself from jumping straight to the solution. And when you... When you stop yourself from jumping straight there and when you work through why, then proof, then what, what you end up with is a slimmer what and a more useful what. Because what you're initially, your initial idea may not be the full picture. And in fact, there may be things you don't need on it. And in fact, most it's likely the case. And you go, okay, well, let's hone in. And you go, what's the smallest amount of work? That I can do to make that shift, to achieve that metric, right? To to drive that proof. What's the smallest amount of work I can do? Um, that's that's how that's how a entrepreneur starts in terms of thinking like a change leader. Um, the second lens I'm going to offer is that, let's say you're an entrepreneur with with a team, or, or you know a, a small business, you know sub a hundred people.
1: just a second uh, brendan be- before you continue to second example let's immerse a little bit into specific steps so let's start with why from your perspective from your experience uh, what kind of uh, blockages uh, people have when they start working on why are there any ego reactions any flies <laughs> they do not want to to cope with it so for all people that will start that journey, uh, hopefully, with the help of person like like you or some of your colleagues, what they can expect, especially if they start asking themselves that kind of questions after listening to your episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a few traps uh, when when asking why. And you go we tend to, there's a few things I tend to see. One of them is we create circular logic and you go, okay, my idea is I need a new database. Um, And then you go, why? And you go, the why is, oh, well, we need a new database. Okay, that's circular logic, right? Um, You don't want to be doing that. Your why is not your what. Uh, We need the what is not a why. Uh, that's the first one. So if you're if you're there, just keep asking why. We need a new database, okay? Why? Oh, because this, right? And ask why a few more times, and you will start to get to the root cause, the, re- the root element here. Um, the second thing I would add there is make it emotional and paint a picture of the future. In that, um, try to connect with what you really want. Like it, it's what ex- why exactly are you looking to do this is a question that's not a formality it's just about putting into words what you're actually looking for out of it like why do you want to do this especially as an entrepreneur with with limited resources limited time um you, you've got to be really careful with where you spend your time and you've got to be hyper vigilant with your prioritization and and so asking why do i actually you know what am I looking for out of this? Why am I doing this? What am I looking for? And actually articulating it, in you know, in a way that paints the picture, um, does two things. Number one, it l- helps you dial in on okay, well, what's the metric I'm actually looking to shift? Uh, but number two, um, when you're six months into this change, or three months into this change, or I don't know how big a change is, right? But let's say you, you know you're down the track on this change, and you're starting to feel disheartened or something isn't going right because no plan ever goes to plan. Um, you then can revisit that and you go, okay, well, no, that's that's the guiding post. That's what I'm driving towards here. And you can realign and you could readjust and you can basically ask yourself, do I still want that? When you go, yes, I do. Okay, well, let's keep going. Right. And so it, the why is a really, really useful thing where otherwise it would be like, we need a new database. we're we're two months into it. The database is expensive. It's already over, like it's already late. Um, I'm annoyed at the contractor. I've got building it for me. You start to go, well, you know what? Screw it. But if you started with the why and you go, okay, well, that database is going to save me a week, a year that I can now go and spend on holidays. And you go, okay, that's, that's worthwhile pushing through some of this, this friction in order to, to get this happening.
1: Brandon, it seems that you, at at some point in your life, you started to understand life. When you go to how would I prove success? Can you share an example just for all of us to understand you a little bit better? So now we have that, we we need to go out uh, from that circular logic. We need to immerse into emotions as well from various reasons that you talked about, paint the picture, etc. Do we need uh, some uh, reference points? How would I prove success?
0: Yeah. So, so proof of success is, is really about, again, dealing with reality. If you had to prove it to your partner or your best friend or something else, if you had to prove it to an angel investor, Right. If you had to prove that you actually achieved the why, how would you do it and do it right? Prove it to yourself. Uh, And so what you're looking to deal with there is what's the one to two metrics? Uh, One to two metrics covers the vast majority of the of, of the scale that we're dealing with here. Uh, I mean, some of my clients um, are running two hundred and fifty million dollars portfolios or a billion dollar pro you know programs of work, uh, in which case maybe they might have five or six proofs. to give you a sense of scale here, right? And so if you've if you've gone, okay, well, we're doing this for all these reasons, and therefore we need to prove a, b c, d, e, f g, h i j k, and then just keep going. Uh, you're never going to, you're never going to do it, right? So, so hone in on the one to two things that are really are the core shift that you're looking to make here. So, you know, using the example that I gave earlier around, let's say this database is giving you an extra week worth of free time a year, you go, okay, well, that's the proof. how you know basically how much, how many how much holiday time am i currently getting every year and what's my target and when do i want to hit my target right it's just about dealing with reality and it's just about c- communicating that why in a in a actual shift in a real shift in a way that you can point at and go i can count the number of holiday days i've done i can actually then calculate it next year and compare them right And even a lens like that right would make you go well maybe we need to do more than a database or maybe we need to do less than a database because all of a sudden the project shifts and that's why i talk about starting with the why when you start with the why and then you start to think about what the shift is you're looking to make it opens up options on the what side and so there is a really simple exercise here that i mean that i do and i do this with my clients as well is draw three columns on the left-hand column put y on the middle column put proof on the right hand side column put what draw the y basically draw a box for the y on on the left-hand column and map it out how are you actually going to prove that and then map that through to the what and the and the what is that basically it ensures you got coverage and the what is really okay if that's the metric shift I'm looking to make what do I need to do to make that happen and it's 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 a really, really simple mapping exercise. It takes 25 minutes max on a whiteboard or you know a piece of paper. And yet it gives you this immense level of clarity on what you're looking to drive from any idea, any idea that you have.
1: What kind of mindset do you need to have for such a change? And what is your mindset? in general, and your specific mindset.
0: Yeah, okay. So, so an entrepreneur's mindset when it comes to change leadership. Uh, I mean, every entrepreneur is naturally fairly agile. Right? Uh, that's, we, we tend to shirk the standard norms, and we think that we can do it better. Um, that's a positive mindset to have. Um, when it comes to actually thinking through and driving change um, that number one, it's focus on the why and the shift, allow the what to be flexible, but don't do it so much that you end up flip-flopping everywhere. That's, that is something that I tend to see where you just see basically the, what the scope of the project um, flip-flopping you get based on your new priorities. So make it, make it bite-sized and dwell. and, And as I said, use dwell in reality, like, Spend time in reality um, and test your ideas. Um, so the way these questions tend to, uh, what's really interesting about these questions is that you can use them while you're changing, while you're driving the project too, right? Um, these are not just an initial thought up front, but these questions translate. And this this becomes your ongoing mindset as well, Where it's uh, where it's no longer just why am I doing this, but it's also is the why still valid? Has the context changed, right? And you go, is, is my priorities different? Do I no longer want this week of holiday, right? Like, has this changed? And when you're looking at whether or not you should continue a project, it's don't stress too much about the money or, or, or the time or the effort that's going into it. Worry about the context around whether or not the why still makes sense. Is this still a priority for you and your business? That's... that's that's the point where you kill a project or not based on the, the fit of the wider of the context so that's that's the first bit of mindset the second one is allow the what to be somewhat flexible um, but honestly just dwell in reality uh, and keep that pushing through are you seeing the early indicators that you're looking to see and if not pivot right adjust that's something that, that we all live and breathe as entrepreneurs this you know this ability to pivot um and so Start with the why. monitor the early indicators, try to get those feedback loops happening so that you've got that indication of what you're driving is actually successful um, and is actually driving the shift that you want. And if it's not, pivot.
1: I need to ask you one more question and that's about the context. Please share a little bit more about the context. People forget about context, they are still in a linear, a to b way of thinking so epistemology but it's it's circular it's completely on a completely different level
0: yeah uh you you've you've really nailed in on that one um in the 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 honest truth is quite often with my clients I will draw four four columns not three Uh, The three column is the the simpler way to to communicate the idea. But in all honesty, I I typically draw four. And context is on the very left-hand side. Um, Because what happens is when you start to ask, why am I doing this? You start to get contextual reasons. And you go, okay... um, there's a new legislation coming in uh, you know justin i've got a lot of government clients so uh <laughs> i'm based in canberra australia so was, there's a fair few government clients in there so i tend to think a little bit to that um but let's say there's new legislation coming in there's new laws or whatnot or maybe there's a new decision coming down or there's a new market opportunity or a competitor is releasing a new product or whatever the case is and that's not your why that's your context Right, And so I, that's why I typically put the fourth column, the, the one on the very left for context because you then start asking the question, well, why am I doing this? And if you if your answer is well the competitor is the competitor is releasing a product in six months time and I want to get in front of them, the fact that the competitor is releasing a product in six months time, that's context, that's context. That can shift and that's out of your control. So pop that in the context column. The why there is I'm looking to get ahead of my competition. And even then, I would sit there a couple more times and go, well, why do I want to do that? Why do I want to do that? What am I looking for out of that? You know, I want to be seen as a first mover. I want, I want greater revenue. Get to why you're actually doing this, right? Um, and shift the context out of the why and shift the context uh, just to be something that you are observing, something that you're monitoring. Uh, and then as you're driving your project, whatever it is, a new product, a new offering, a new way that you run within your business, whatever it is, monitor the context, revisit it on a regular basis and you go well has that changed and it doesn't have to be a long crazy process it's literally looking at some dot points and going no, oh three out of the three out of the four of these have not changed but this fourth one I'm not sure I might go need to go quick do some searching or research or whatnot to to make sure that's still in place because the moment your context change is the biggest initial flag that you're no longer on the right path. So monitor your context, and you can pivot really, really quickly, and, and and you can be consistently making sure that you're driving on the right path. If you want to find out more about me, I'm at valuablechange.com. Uh, I also have a, a a couple of books out, but, but the one um, that I've been talking a little bit more about the ideas in um, is valuable change: What you need to know to ensure your change pays off. It is in almost as many formats as you can think of. Paperback, hardcover, audiobook, ebook. It's however you want to consume it, you can consume it. Uh, available, Amazon, all of the top places. Um, but honestly, I am just an email away. If there's any thoughts, if there's anything that comes to mind through this and you want to ask me a question, connect in with me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty easy to find there, but I'm also, I'm also just an email away. Jump to ValuableChange.com, shoot me through an email. I'd love to hear from you. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik.